I gotta ask you about the payphones real quick. Go Did ahead. You ever used to do the one eight hundred collect thing? You leave your name on <laughs> on the message real quick. Like he was like, you gotta collect call from mom. Come pick me up. Come pick me up. <laughs> right quick. Hurry up and come pick me up. Well, what's Whatever. funny is like, man, I I knew people who did that. I, uh, my mom didn't have a a, a car. So, I mean, and she didn't have a phone, you know. Yeah. So, uh, there was a good time like that, that that we had a little bit of money, uh, but then you know, uh, we got raided, and then the the door got kicked in, and then you know, my mom caught a conviction, and then um, that was the end of that. Like I knew what cable looked like for a little good while. Yeah, boy. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, MTV raps." Like, and <laughs> love with Dr. Dre. This shit is in. Right now. Yeah, I was like, "Yo, this is live," you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I think maybe that's why I have like this perception about money, you know, because I always feel like as I'm as I'm looking at my gold chain I right know, now, I got flossing. my flossing. flossing. I'm flossing my herringbone flat. <laughs> chain yo i was at my dad's house and they were like that was giving her an quince right quinceanera. right, right? <laughs> i was like look at the picture like that's the same fucking necklace that's the same esa es la cadena that we gave you when you were 15 yeah bolas nombre so yeah i've had this though since i was a teenager oh, honestly I knew it. I knew it. It looks like it. a cultural Yo, one. Yo, even the chain that like kind of pinches your, like, your neck Yo, a little bit and stuff. don't get, or... man, if your kitchen ain't right, listen, if <laughs> this ain't right, this will be like, ah, ah, it gets, it clips all your back and everything. Yeah, I rock gold chain for a little bit, so I was like, oh, I recognize that. I used yeah. to my neck. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck this chain, it hurts. Yeah. I mean, only old school people. It was like fake. <laughs> Fold. 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 Um, two carat and a half. <laughs> I have like this fucked up perception about money. I just felt like, and maybe that's why I, like I I value it as a sense like, hey, we got to get ahead and we have to save it and everything else. And like, but I just don't believe like in like living this rich ass life. I I believe in like, man, invest. Yeah. You know, save, budget. Like I talked to all my siblings about that. I'm like, yo. You're really gonna buy 20 inch rims, like or 22s, like right now. Like, use that fucking money for something else. And like, I try to talk to people about this. It's like, as much as you're trying to floss, think about the future. And I saw my parents that they 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 made these these decisions. Both of them, they made this decision around money, and it wasn't the right decision about money. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it affected me. Like, it affected me in, in such a sense where I was like, I'd rather have my parents not in jail and poor. True that. Mm. Instead of not living in a foster home and then having a conviction because we had money for a little bit. You know, and so, like, that's real life. And I and, and now as a mother now, I'm I'm willing to do anything to stay in my son's life. And I would never make a decision where I had to do something that I wouldn't be in his life. True. That would affect it that way. You know? So it it is it's a lot of it's a lot of thoughts about money. It's a lot of thought about like perception and, and growing up and I mean even now where I see that now. 
this this idea of of money and from this outside world and like how people get so entranced by it and how people will like this Instagram life and like you know am, are you seeing me or are you seeing somebody else yeah yeah true that. you well, know seeing what you want to see right like yeah. hey look at me you know doing the life or whatever but then there's always a joke at the time about like oh man we partying up but if you look back behind them there's like there ain't shit going on right or, or they had the girls they snap pictures or whoever but then you know you see like the mirror image and behind it's like dirty ass clothes and yeah. Like yeah. So it's almost like people—it's people in general, not just women. Uh, um, people in <laughs> not general, just, not just women. Really I like the way he said it. Girls, I'm like, not just women. People stunt. Yeah. You know, they, they stunt. And, and they yeah. put a, a portion of their life to show you, you know, like, yeah. hey, this is the way it's going down, and that's not, you know, like you said, like you're seeing, it's not the whole story. No, it isn't. And I mean, even now, I mean, I I, I joined like social media. Maybe like two, three years ago, and only because I started promoting my art and everything. And uh, but for, for the longest, yo, like even when like what was that called? MySpace. MySpace. Yeah. MySpace. Like even right. MySpace Mocha and space. shit. That's yes, top, that's, that's a that's Mocha space. Eight. You know, like even then, right. people would be like, <laughs> "You don't have a MySpace," and I'm like, "No." And then like, "Do you have Facebook?" No. Do you have this? No. And now I'm like on all socials. Yeah. But. I just keep it real, yo. Like, I'm unedited. Like, hey, you want to see me making frijoles? All right. Like, I'm going to show you. Which, you know to be honest, I told her earlier, dude, something, like, if you see some of her stories, yeah. dude, her fucking, like, food sometimes she be posting. I'll be like, what the fuck, dude? Like, that shit looks fucking good. Dude, and looking at this shit like And one of my things is, like, dude, Mexican food. I just fucking love Mexican food. Mexican oh, food is fucking amazing. Best food ever. You know, that's what I always find weird, man, when people are, like, racist as shit, like, why don't oh. you go back where you came from? They're the and first ones. I'm going to take back my food. You get like three tacos and I'm like, you're like, I always thought that was so weirdly contradicting. You know, that's why I always laugh with people, even with um, people that hate on. I think people just compartmentalize a lot. I think they do the same thing where they're like, man, I hate fucking black folks. But then they'll watch the NBA like crazy. Yeah. And cheer for like black people on their team. Right. And it boggles my mind, you know, and I yeah. used to, for the longest time, I was like, isn't that the most dumbest thing ever but then i started realizing maybe people compartmentalize and i'm swear i'm not trying to throw y'all off but I, no I was no 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 about, no uh, with r kelly shit right right fucking now okay. this in a sex cult apparently and <laughs> let me tell you something about r kelly he, he does some funny shit but then okay but and, and then like okay he's, he's doing a sex cult he's doing all this weird shit but then i'm in here jamming fucking you know chocolate factory let me and tell you something about like, r kelly dude i guess i'm compartmentalizing so i was like so i guess i Maybe is this maybe how I can see other people compartmentalized racism in that sense, yeah. right? Where it's like I hate you, but I love your food. Mm-hmm. You know let what I mean? Like, a, let me tell you something about weird. R. Kelly, dude. It's, you know how much of a fan I am of R. Kelly. <laughs> right now, this last one, I'm like, dude, I'm done with you. <laughs> I was considering going back and deleting that fucking episode we did him that I dedicated to that motherfucker. You know I fucking let I, dude. I, mean, I, keep I, I can't I can't stick up for you anymore. Yeah, dude. Like even the first one, I was like, well, at the end of the day, up. he fucking pissed. Yeah, on girl. but I was like, you know what? Pissing out. Made mistakes, uh. whatever the fuck. Even then, I wasn't even. I was just like ignoring that. That yeah. was a part of my brain I was ignoring. Well, that's what I'm saying. You now when he did, yeah. Now shit. now I'm like, R. Kelly, dude. You another bitch in my book. 
dog. I'm like, dude, like, what the fuck are you thinking, bro? Like, really? Yeah, so stuff like that, man, I just, I always question my stuff. Like, I love football, too, but then I always think about how many people have had injuries. How many people have killed themselves because they've had head trauma. And I sit here asking myself, it's funny how um, I compartmentalize that easily as well, where I'm saying, okay, well, but I love football. I love football too much, even though I also am very aware that people have been suffering. Yeah. It fucks people's lives up. Well, it fucks their families. Like, even it, if they it, make it's everything. That, it's but let me say crazy. something. We've always been the fucking entertainment. Yeah. Whether they're hanging us, killing us, or we're out there playing ball. We've cool. always been the entertainment. Oh, music. They rip and steal our music all the time, and then, yes, you know, um, and then they say, hey, well, that wasn't ever yours in the first place. Like, I used to get people to pick on me trying to be like, oh, you listen to rock mm-hmm. music? I mean, nigga, like, we, we created rock music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I can listen to whatever the fuck I want, because basically everything you listen to was created by somebody else, you know, like, right. you, you know, and you touched on that earlier, right? It's just about people culturally appropriating things that you've done and, and, and trying to claim it as their own, you know? Yeah. And, and I just, I was always baffled by just the pure hate for I, people. I don't, I don't even think like, I think I'm beyond baffled, yo. I'm be honest. And, and I, and that's why I wear, yeah. I, I wear, and I, and I say this about 5.0. the wetback, the 5.0. I ain't gonna say the first part. I'm gonna say the 5.0 though. Okay. All right. <laughs> And I and I, that's fine. Yeah. And that's okay if you don't want to say it. That's fine. Um. I'm beyond baffled. I, I'm done with it. I'm tired. Because, it, it you know people are really good to to ensure my practices for entertainment, but not for like information, or education, transformation, restoration. Like, I need something different, basically, from humans at this point. So, whether I'm going to go out on a limb and, and just say something, that, that's what it is. Where do you think we stand right now as the Latino community? In what regard? Every regard. Whether it's everything, just in general. In the United States, every Latino Man, right in now. the United States right now, I think that... And let me let me step back a little bit. Go ahead. I, I say every, every, everything in general is because... At this point where we stand, it's not just one specific. It's every Latino's being looked at one way. Mm-hmm. So that's why I asked that. In what way do you... Where do you think we stand right now? I think we're underappreciated. I mean, in the media, there's underrepresentation already. Mm. I mean, you look at media right now, and there's there's underrepresentation. Uh, I think that we... Like, how, what you guys are doing right now... This is the kind of shit that we need to be doing everywhere. Uh, this this smaller sectors of, of education, of information, of, distribu- of distribution, like that's what needs to be happening because we can't rely on the bigger forces to do that for us. Oh, it's not gonna happen. Right, it's not gonna happen, yeah, and it never right. has been. I mean, I think I think about certain certain races that have happened here in in, in the United States that that have not happened here, but that have worked tirelessly and endlessly to have equal rights you know and that wasn't very long ago we during the the great depression latinos we were deported and sent back to mexico because they couldn't support us financially they only wanted to support american people now go to 2017 
look at how much we've done. We've done a lot. But what does it all boil down to? We still get idolized as women, as these caricatures of, of jatamales. Spicy. Spicy, okay? The men are still the men, you know, uh, violent, aggressive, lazy, blah, blah, blah. There, there's, there's stereotypical things that are still happening, and I still feel like that, that's what's happening. Like, that's how the perception that some people see us. And then there are some people who really love our culture and they fucking appropriate the fuck out of it. And they try to do that. And, like, I almost posted it, like, yesterday. I was like, you can't wear my Mexican dress and look cute anymore. I'm tired of that. I'm done with that. Stop wearing it and posting it on Instagram like this is your summer fling thing. (laughs) This is not your summer fling thing, yo. Meanwhile, we got fucking mujeres working their asses off who really wear the Mexican dresses in our in our motherland. You know, I think that we're not awake. I'm no estamos despiertos. No, and, and part of it is that and the other part is that we um, we don't stick together as much as we should. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest one I've always said is that we don't stick together as much as we should. <clears throat> and we don't put the effort into wanting to be informed into what's going on we just like okay just you know esto está pasando this that okay okay you know it's not till i'm gonna be honest with you yeah it's not till trump got elected that every single latino it don't matter where you came from where you were mexican salvadorian honduran costa rica whatever you were from colombia whatever everything that's when everybody woke the fuck up I hate to say it, but the reality is, it's too late. You need to, you should, we should all be woken up for this since the get-go, from the, from the beginning. For sure. And not to say it's, you know, we can't still make a movement and make something out of it, but I still feel it's a bit too late. We should have been together from the get-go. Like, that's the problem. All of us, even within the Hispanic community, there's so many differences, like Mexicans, Salvadorians, Colombians, Mm -hmm. and all this other stuff. Like, at the end of the day, we're all here and at the end of the day, who is making the streets? Who is doing all this? Who, right. is the, who is doing all the dirty work at the end of the day? Right. Look at it like that. Hey, I got to ask you, though, man, because, you know, the one thing I think I was most baffled about, especially with this election, was that I did see a lot of, um, as much as I saw a lot of, of Latino and Latinas coming out and against everything that's been going on, I also saw a good amount of people that were in support of it. Mm-hmm. That were like, hey, let's build this wall. And at least for me... From the outside, I looked at it and I'm just like, "What the fuck?" Like I, I was just kind of, kind of confused about it. I'm like, I don't get it. Like, why are you so? I mean, and there's and there's people that that genuinely have that belief to say, "Hey, you know what? Let's build this wall up. Let's do this. Let's do that." Oh, you know, these people, all of them are on welfare and, mm-hmm. and food stamps, anyways. Mm-hmm. We need to take them off. Mm-hmm. And I kind of was baffled by it, and I really see it mainly from our age group and younger that's where i've seen the culprits from so mm-hmm. at least for me asking y'all like have y'all also seen that as well because i feel like i was like i, I like am i yes. crazy because i've seen that enough? no and then also what is your what's your reaction to that like what is what's the mind what's the process of it because at least for me i'm like man if, if i was me yeah i'd be like y'all niggas are stupid right but I, i'm very curious to know how do you digest all that um, it's I self-haters, think, man. Yeah, I think Go it has ahead. to do a lot with um, we're taught to be grateful. 
to be here in the first place and we kind of start loving our oppressors like just like be happy like that they give you a chance to even be here just be happy that just be happy about what they gave you mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. type of deal they gave you food today just yeah. be happy about yeah. that, that is, it's a slave mentality yeah. it's a slave mentality you love your oppressor your fucking self-hater yo what you just said right now resonates with me so much because people want to say like oh i'm empowered and i want to think this way no it's not you are being so and grateful is a great word pero tampoco because it's slave mentality we weren't brought here we came here because yeah. of better chances yep. Yeah. right yep pero tampoco like you you take it too far mm. like you're fucking beating our asses we're living under the poverty line for some people yeah. and then you want to send us back yeah like we're disposable I, I remember I remember uh, one time I asked my dad one time I asked my dad I asked him uh, dad um, why did you come over here and he was just like look I came over here because of a better opportunity I needed work and I wanted to build a family I wanted to build this and I wanted to build that and then I asked him like did, were you, did you ever fear getting caught and he, and he was like of course I did but I never came over here expecting anything I came over here wanting to work for something he's like and that's like, that's why I was never afraid. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not here trying to, like, you know, take anything. I came working for it. Yeah. And then yeah. Amnesty came when uh, Reagan was here. Yeah. And he got it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when he got yeah. it, he was like, okay. And since then, he's just been going at it, going at it, going at it. But you know what I mean? So it, it, it's mentalities like that that you're like, nah, man, like, we, we didn't just come over here and be like, fuck, we're just going to come over here. And no, dude, like. Dude, there's people have fucking worked harder than, like, harder than fucking anybody probably in the United States that fucking is accomplished right now. You know what gets me, man, is I hear tales and stories about how people have come over and, and all the shit that they had to go through and the coyotes and, yeah. and and all this crazy stuff in a party. I'm just like, holy crap, how the hell do you know? How did you it, survive it that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, because... And I, I mean, of course, you know, I think about obviously the black plight of how we were brought over here, you know, as far as, as slavery goes, you know, you're brought in ships and whoever lived came over and you were, you worked for free, obviously, because you were nothing but a tool. And then at the same time, I'm hearing even as far as, you know, like you guys, a lot of y'all said that you're first generation. So yeah. then it, it's still so close where your parents had to come over and, 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 and take a very potential dangerous trip to get over because what they saw was opportunity and, and you know stuff like that touches me a lot and stuff like that like I'm just like wow man like I, I can't even imagine me doing like making that choice you know for the kids and I'm just like man that's, that, that, that boggles me but at the same time I, I, I have such like a respect and an appreciation for people that do want to come over here and work their ass off so um at the same time, when I hear a lot of a, a lot of like first generation, the second or third, whatever, mm-hmm. and they talk about like, oh, well, we can, you know, I call them the bootstrappers, right? Yeah. They're like, oh, just you know, get you, you know, lace it up by the bootstraps and just go in there, yeah. and you're gonna do it, and that's it. And, and I'm like, maybe I get your mentality as far as the push forward, mm-hmm. but I think if you just completely ignore people's situations and just think that everyone has the same literal mentality as you, and everyone has the same environment they were raised in as you and everybody has the same background as you how do you you know you're thinking everyone has has fit just like you are 
and the reality is it's just not true. So that's why it, it, it is kind of heartbreaking to hear that from because I, I see the division now. You know, and I never understood it, but that's why I wanted to ask you guys, like, you know, your perspective on that, because it's it's something that I was just very curious about. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I wanted to tell something deadly uh, specifically that uh, with just us, like, uh, being first generation, we do have a certain privilege that we have over our parents because we, uh, we can go to school, we can get an education, we can learn more where our parents, uh, they just have to work, 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 work. And that's all they've known. So, like, if, if I were to go to my mom and tell her, like, hey, mom, I want to be an activist. I want to fight for this. I want to fight for that because this is what I believe in. She'll sla- she'll look at me crazy. Like, I didn't, like, I lived it. You only know it in theory. Like, you don't, yeah. you've never experienced, like, actual, because we had that privilege because we were born here. Like, yeah. uh, so, yeah, they see it in a different way than we do. And we're like, no, like, why would you go through that? It's like, have you ever told somebody, like, what, like, yeah, like, if somebody's getting abused and you tell them, why are you going through that? Because yeah. you, you haven't gone through it. So yeah. you don't know that what they're going with everything that they've been, like, mm. taught to believe. And mm-hmm. we only know it in theory, like, oh, um, the colonizer, we were colonized. Like, my mom doesn't know, like, she, because she just known to survive. That's mm-hmm. all she's been taught to yeah. do. Survival yeah. mode, so, basically. And, and, and we have privilege. We have privilege. We get to go out, yes. uh, have a beer on a Sunday. Like, uh, our parents don't do that. Nah. So that's why they're only happy and satisfied to at least be alive and be here and we're like oh no there's more but that's our privilege and we get to do something with that we have to do something with and that it, and, and it's so crazy yeah, yeah. It, 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 it does it, it changes it's different because at the end of the day like they're so okay with just being that that at the end of the day it's like in reality if we don't embrace that who is because it's like they already went through it now it's up to us to really be like shit let's see what what Let's take what they went through mm-hmm. and combine it with what we've learned and make something of it. Mm-hmm. That's why I say, like, the first generation, what you were saying, is so important. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know, me and my cousin, we have a lot of conversations. Like, dude, that first generation thing is just yeah. so big to us. Just because, like, it took us a, a little while to, like, realize it. Dude, shit, we're, for, we're first generation here. You yeah. get what I mean? Like, and in, in some ways, we were raised, like, if... I was raised in some type of ways, like if I was in El Salvador, you get what I mean? Like, like what the hell? You get what I mean? Like, yeah. And then, but some ways I'm kind of like, it's kind of like mixed. You get what I mean? But still though, I'm still trying to, you get what I mean? But now we have to make the best of it and try to figure out a way to keep our culture going. You get what I mean? And to me, it's not even just El Salvador. It's just like every single Latino. You get what I mean? Now that's the way I see it. And there's a, there's a big like change and shift, you know? Both of my parents were living in Mexico, just fine, okay, just fine, until my mom found out that she was pregnant with me. That's when the elders came at a table, and the old yo. It's like some movie stuff. It yo. is. I mean, I got stories for days. Okay, Damn, listen. Okay. Game of Thrones uh, type of shit. Yes, right here at a here, table, bro. and everybody sat down, and the old people told my mom and my dad. Se van a llevar esa niña a los Estados Unidos para que vaya a la escuela. It was solely for me to go to school here. Solely for me to education. They never said for an opportunity. They never said for them. They never said to make money. The only thing that the elders wanted for me, this unborn child, to have was an education. That was it. In the United States. So my mom pregnant... 
came here not knowing a fucking lick of English. <laughs> not knowing how to fucking drive. 19. My dad came. He knew English. He knew how to get by. He was he was already an American citizen, okay? Because, well, that's a long story, but, you know, the border... Going over and over. The, the border had crossed us a long, long time ago, okay? So, anyways, they ended up in Pasadena because at that time it was a big business boom. And my dad could easily find a job. My mom didn't know how to drive. I was born. And um, they named me Diane, yo. I was the only person in my whole family that didn't have a Spanish name. My real name was supposed to be Eva after my grandmother. But the elders advised them and they told them to name me an American name. So I was named Diane, not Diana. I'm named Bentley. Yo. Bentley. Bentley. Like Kevin. Kevin. You know? And then I was like, why don't I have, right, why don't I have a middle name? You know what the response was? Because we didn't, no queríamos que, que dijeran que eras una india de los, del monte. So that Basically, I would, they don't want her to think she was like. You know, it's trippy. I got homeboys that had middle names. And I used to ask this, who don't yeah. have middle names. I used to ask yeah. them, like, why don't you have a middle name? Yeah. And so, like, it was super, like, it was super intentional. It was super intentional. Well, here's the fucked up part. I, I end up being born in Pasadena, and my birth certificate says that I'm white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. My wife from Pasadena, and her mom showed us a birth certificate. Uh-huh. She's white. White. Yeah. So, over there, there was only two colors, apparently, at that time, white or black, and I was considered white. So, for a long time, I wanted to change my birth certificate. And I was like, I'm going to change it, whatever. Even if it's Hispanic, whatever. As long as I won't be white. But things have changed, yo. And I'm going to keep it that way. Because I want my son one day to look back at this history and to yeah. see how, how the politics were at that time. It was super heavily involved with KKK presence there. Mm-hmm. And... I, I want him to understand, like, the historical aspect of, like, how I was born into this. You know, if I if I have a choice now, I'll change my name. And and I will have a choice so soon. What you change it to? Lucha. Lucha, okay. Lucha. And I've already proclaimed it. Like, that. that's what... That's what I. That's what I've been told to change it to, and that's that's who I am. Okay. Uh, I've, I've fought every single which way. But the, the weight and the privilege that you were talking about like i feel super fucking privileged that i'm here you know and i and i carry that as a weight but i also carry it as a weight like at the table when i was when i it was proclaimed on me that i came here for an education that's what i came here for plain and simple and 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 you know everything goes back to that experience that i had after the car accident where it was like not only are you being educated and with the paid education, but now you're going to educate others. Wow. So it, it went full circle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was almost like like the elders knew that something like that was going to happen mm-hmm. and that I wasn't just going to be like some like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I can't say it, but like, I don't know, something else, X, yeah. minus. Yeah, and like for us, we really do come from a very spiritual background, and I don't think people acknowledge that as much. Uh, or like it's it's become trendy to become like woke or become spiritual or become you know all this yeah. and 
um, and usually like in mainstream America, it's always it always comes from a white person. Like it's always a white person, a hippie. Yeah. That's that's very like, cause of, of course we rock, like rock the doors, everything. Like it's just it was always like white. It was for, in the forefront mm-hmm. when it really comes from um, indigenous practices from either from Africa or here. We did have rituals. We did do ceremonies. We did take um, 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 uh, like um, psychedelics. Yes. Uh, I was trying to yeah, find another word. Yeah, yeah, something that uh, mind-altering substances yeah. that took us somewhere else, ayahuasca, uh, anything like um, um, peyote, anything like, yeah, and, peyote and that's like in our history, and th- sometimes our destinies are laid out for us, and stuff like uh, like spirituality and just like uh, higher being stuff is like thrown upon us, whether we want, like it or not. Like yeah. she said, like like it's it's full circle. It's destiny sometimes. You know what's dope, I Matt? It. I mean, I believe it. I went to we went. I took my um, we all went to the museum, uh, science museum actually. Natural. Um, yeah, we went to the science museum actually yesterday. Take friendly mic. Was, I'm sorry, bro. I mean, you know, look, if you were one of my children, I got you. <laughs> Jealous, you know yo. <laughs> one of the cheering. <laughs> one of the cheering. But anyways, but the one of the dopest parts, and I was enjoying the most, especially with my daughter now, because. Mm-hmm. She's a little older. Was when we were walking through some of the exhibits, man, and we were going to like the Mayan exhibit, the Aztec, and I was just proud to be like, you know, this is your people. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she's she's black and she's Mexican. I'm like, you're not half and half. You're not excluded from either party. Mm-hmm. You're both. She has a you know? bigger role, dude. Exactly. I was like, you know, yeah, I, was like, I told her, I was like, how dope is that mm-hmm. that you get to share this culture. You know, you, you get to share in multiple cultures because yeah. this is what you are. Mm-hmm. You're not a part of You're not just half of this. You're not half of this. Like, you are black. You are Mexican. Yeah. And now you get to see it. So I was enjoying, like, we were going there and I was telling her about how, especially, um, you know, with the way Europeans were coming in and mm-hmm. they considered, you know, all the folks in Mexico to be savages yep. you know what I'm saying but yep. then at the same time because guys, we are savage oh we that, savage now oh we savage oh, we for savage, real <laughs> right <laughs> but it was funny because I'm like you know it's funny they thought they were just nothing they're stupid and here they are these guys in this, this silvery armor mm-hmm. and they shit in, in the ground and try to bury it like a dog and wipe yeah. the grass mm-hmm. with their hand because they're disgusting but then you know he got people in Mexico who had plumbing, who had like who were beyond. I mean, they were ahead of the game. They had like an actual plumbing system. Calendars, exactly. Yeah. And I would tell her about numbers. Said, and I tell her like I was like, I it's so funny. It's so funny that the perception. And I will tell yeah. her that like perception was these people were nothing, but the reality is these people were so fucking smart. So and that's so what's cool happening right now, though. And it was cool to see people with with different structures, you know. And they show models, and we look at that where. Even uh, and then we went to the Egyptian sections too, yeah. which I was of course gloating mm-hmm. about. And right. I was like, look at this man! Like these people are able to build these structures. Yeah. You know, like they're they're so far ahead of without the, game. the technology that we have now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I was like, look at this stuff! Like these people are so smart, and they and they get stereotyped into something. And then I even made a joke. Where I was like, you know, so funny. One thing I liked about even being in the Egyptian section, I was like, I bet you they smelled really clean. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, I imagine like a lot of the like some yeah. of the Europeans they probably yeah. smell real nasty. Smell yeah. like shit. Yeah. Like you watch, you watch stuff in medieval times and yes. stuff. They sweat yes. in their beard. Yes. Then they go and have sex. And the only thing I can think about is <laughs> how nasty motherfuckers are these people, right? Like I bet you like the juices <laughs> from both of them. <laughs> it's disgusting. 
You know what I mean? But then I was looking at like, Meanwhile, but I was looking at like Aztecs, and I was looking at like Egyptians. We smell like patchouli and chamomile. I literally turned to my wife and was like, I bet you they smell good, girl. They can air that stuff out. I was like, I bet you they smell very nice. All kinds of berries. And then the funniest thing is, I actually ended up reading a plaque that talked about the perfumes and stuff they use, and I was like, I fucking you. I smell like patchouli right now. But it was just funny, you know, it's just perception and just. I was I enjoyed going and, and showing them that and hell I learned because yeah. I was like you know what man like it makes me appreciate like where I came from you know I, I appreciate the African culture but then I appreciate other cultures as well that that people just think are just you know savage savage and mindless you know or at least especially at the time they're getting a little more appreciation now but it just goes to show you man you can't judge a book by its cover so well you guys said the perfect thing I mean you talked about these indigenous practices and how people are like colonized like they're fucking just being like oh i'm doing some curandismo Mm -hmm. stuff and marketing it and they're white yeah and then you right now you know yeah yeah food Uh, bloggers tambien like this indigenous food you know and like what you just said right now like we have never been savages we have never been undereducated or uneducated and you know I had a combo with my tia before I left and I was like yo I didn't know that abuela made um, dulce de de frijoles and I'm like I don't I don't even know that you know I don't know that yeah and so like I I don't know that and she was like yeah we just come over and I'll teach you and da 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 you know like Mm -hmm. those kind of conversations but at the same time like my mom she was super big into like indigenous healing Mm -hmm super big you know so like limpias sage agua bendita velas uh, I can go on and on like I, I know recipes for days like my son I see lo curo because it, it hasn't been lost and I don't want him to lose it either you know and even the way I smell and the way that I am and the way that I, I mean I still have people who like my baby daddy will still call me and be like, yo, I'm sick as fuck. Can you please make me this thing? <laughs> Can you come over and do the egg thing on me? Oh, why do you have to sound so weak? Because <laughs> that's dude, how he sounds nah, me, whenever uh, he's sick? No, no, no. Real talk, though, dudes, like, girls get sick. They're like, they're still No, they tough it out, dude. They tough it out. They tough it out. Men tough it out, bro. I got sick Men recently, it out. and I was just no. like, I'm fucking dying. <laughs> no, women, I meant to say women tough it out. Yeah, women yeah. tough it out, yeah. No, we, we're bitches. Like, I, I got no shame. I, get I don't sick. know what I'm doing right now. I get right sick now. at the end of the world. I'm like, oh, I can't see. Go keep me water. Oh, Please, shit. no, we're you know, yeah, they, we are. No, yeah. We're more resilient. No, we are. Scientifically, too, like I just heard, like this. Um, See, he comes research, with so much knowledge. Like this research that women are stronger than men because they do uh, endure more. Like since little kids, like we're babied, and of course they're even stronger because they do give birth. Yeah, I was gonna say, fucking child comes out of him. If I gave birth to Hello. a child, which I would die. Dude, Teresa, we die every month. Teresa, Yo, last time, look, look, look. We, I think we had like we the same fever, month. dude. We were both like sick at the same time. <laughs> she was like, when thugs cry. <laughs> What's up? And I was like, I think I need a Theraflu. <laughs> Crawling out. I have a Theraflu. Wait, 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 wait. And then I had like the shivers, so I had to like add the little exaggeration. Baby. <laughs> I think the hand I, shaking. Baby, I need Theraflu and Vicks. 
On my feet, baby. On my feet. On my feet. Ponle cebolla. I said, wait. And then she was just like, oh my God, you're so exaggerated. I'm like, girl, dude, like right now, like, I don't know if we're going to be able to have a family, baby. I'm just like, oh, Talking about family. We talk about indigenous and we talk about all the the secret stuff they had as far as making you heal. You know, and there's some science to that shit. Because mm-hmm. my girl was telling me about, like, how her mom, like, she get an ear infection. She get a newspaper, roll yeah. it up, <laughs> and she light that bitch on yes. fire. And I'm Look. sitting there like, she did it to the me. first time I've ever heard that. And I'm like, what? Like, she, like couldn't your hair get lit Oh, on? my God. I'm asking a million I questions. Put, some beer just went up my nose again. <laughs> I'm asking a million questions. Like, like yo, his face, yo. fucking hair could have been on fire. Like, mom's crazy. <laughs> But I, and then she's like, no, it worked. Though. And then, <laughs> and then I actually found the science to it because the heat yeah. is actually suctioning out yeah. stuff out of your ear. And then they, I saw some like infomercial with the same premise yes. minus the newspaper, yes. but it was just like sucking it out. The heat and they'll suck it out. And I was just like, oh my I'm god, I'm done. Like, you motherfuckers, dude. god, like yeah, I'm sorry, like she's a genius. But even then, it's a culture thing because yeah. look, yes. so in, in, for example, in the Salvadorian culture, we don't know about that shit. No. We we walk around with that motherfucker just hurting like. Pobrecitos. Maybe some ice. Right, talk on this here. I know, right? <laughs> but 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 then I met Teresa, and, and not too long ago I was like, babe, I, I, I have this pain on my ear. Yeah. I can't really hear you right now. Yeah. And I, she's go like, to, go to get, yeah, when you get home, we're about to do some treatment. I was like, okay. Some treatment? Yeah, so she grabbed that shit, big-ass newspaper, like that motherfucker. <laughs> like five-foot newspaper oh, oh, going no, on. You best believe your boy was listening afterwards. After. We actually tried it was because I, was like, like, I got to fucking see this. Like, I got to see this. So, yeah, Ooh. so I'm even learning from, like, yeah. you heard the bass like, and the treble after that. I, <laughs> I got to put on game on that, and I was just like, But you know what, yo. though? Here's what, here's what I'm going to say about this, right? If you got a woman... I'm going to keep it very real because I'm the first woman on this podcast. If you got a woman that got some indigenous practice shit like her, like me, like some other people that I know, y'all better fucking keep us because we're healing you. This, okay? Okay, let me... Hey! De atrás Hey! Okay, let me tell you why. Healthcare is fucking expensive, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, you ain't fucking lying. All right. My rates just went up by $60 a paycheck. All right. That's $120 per paycheck. I know your insurance is going up. So holler at your girl. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's resumes out there right there, now. I got references and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I'm serious though. Like, because some people don't know that. And like, we, we don't come out and say that like on the first date. You know, you don't come out and say it like I'm like, hey, how you doing? You know, but I can cure your, you know, your ear infection. Yeah, no. Con, con, con un papel, de, you know, con un papel y una So what I'm trying to say is like. We're not going to come out with it on the first date. We're not going to let you know. But as soon as you show us, like, any kind of, like, you're feeling bad, I'm going to be like, oh, have you gone to a doctor? No, I haven't gone to a doctor. Okay, fine. Would you like me to come over and take care of you? <laughs> and it's like, yeah. And then as soon as I show up with my Mary Poppins, mm-hmm. 
like bag full of like yerbas and aceites and cebollas and huevos and like trying Dang. to figure it out. <laughs> pico de gallo. Yeah, pico de gallo <laughs> and some frijoles. Like y'all need y'all sleeping on people. Yeah. Like y'all sleeping on us. You know what I'm saying? Like keep us, keep us around because we're we're still practicing. Are you taking applications at the moment? Resumes. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't see myself like that. I don't see myself as a job or a career. Like, Ooh, I mean, you know like, what I'm saying? That's your problematic. See, uh, that's problematic. Like, it not, was. He's not. He's not he's, that that I, was. I, I let him, go I ahead. Let him slip. I let him slip. You but let yeah, him slip. Know, yeah, I let him slip. Okay. Just because she has, he has somebody to take care of him. I have to learn for myself because I. Calmense, calmense, que es not that serious. Hombre, solo dije, if she was taking resumes para un novio, es I mean, todo. I will review resumes. Es todo, ¿sabes? She will review them. I will review them, okay? But I will say this. I am constantly disappointed by unemotional people. I am constantly disappointed by unwoke people. And it takes a lot to, you know... Uh, impress. So I will review a resume. What you mean? Go, go deep. No, because it's like it's always like when we like with women, like we always ask, like, are you single or are you not? Like, yeah. that, like if that has anything to do with like whatever they're saying or spitting has like credentials to it like oh so oh so you're single so that's why you're that way or like oh you're um in a, a married that's why you're in that like situation. i just asked because she was like, saying you know and maybe you know hey uh, like they don't she, like she's single a guy might be out to the perfect guy for her and then she might listen to boys oh he might God. listen to boys <laughs> oh my goodness can you <laughs> no, believe it listen. that's like a full circle for real like Bro. have a listener from boys in the body oh, oh my god oh my and god. then boom she meets him and then then we can it. have both of them on the show. <laughs> y'all met through us, and then you have that one of them. Oh, if I wouldn't have listened to y'all, we wouldn't have met. And, <laughs> uh, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to make the full circle right here. So. He's like love connection I over see, here. Right, Boys right, on the barrio, right. y'all. It's like, y'all. man, I could go into it in depth. Like, like he was saying, it's it's kind of like it's it is problematic. Mm-hmm. You know, I've uh, I, I've been in the game for. For a good while now, you know, I've been married more than once, and so I, I know how it is, and 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 things happen along the way. But I mean, it, it's problematic, you know, because I have a son, and my my son is number one. Oh, no doubt. I mean, he's number one for me. It's everything. I I focus on his education every single day, and like I make every single decision based on my my son. Every single decision. So yeah, you have to. You know, you have to. I mean, I made a choice. That was, I had him after thirty. I waited a good while. You're not weak though. Boys in the barrio has a long reach. So we, hey, see, we you have a long y'all? reach. Hey, there's somebody out there. Hey, y'all, 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 no, right? Don't Hold on, wait. Not, but but see, can, no, let no, me no, ask no. a question. Y'all talking the same way to men though? I know exactly. Uh, y'all exactly, ask men? Exactly. Like, you ask like, men? Like, why you got like? Why does? Why is that like her sole purpose? Like, why can't she just come here and speak? Like, 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 and that's it. But no, you have, you have, you have to, you have to, you have to feel like she needs a man, right? That's how you feel. I never said that. But you, you, you're taking it wrong. No, but it's not saying you don't have to say it. You don't have to say it's like embedded in her. I just said, hey, she said no. But earlier she said, she just said, all these healings and everything. Hey, that's what a man looks for. 
I'm just saying, hey, if there's somebody out there, hey, just, but, okay, just come but, on, bro. But is she going to, like... Is, is, is she just gonna provide man ain't gonna do that shit man ain't gonna say hey oh man he's men are not gonna sit here and be like oh uh, I'm the perfect man for a woman I will take care of you I will do men don't do that shit she, she I'm just saying but you're saying like okay so so the man's gonna get all that and what but what is the man gonna bring to the table to her like come hey, on like y'all like, got healing powers like exactly like come on like like but but you feel but like that's why I said resumes she's gonna review resumes and then comes the interviewing process where she bring us to boys in the barrio and I interview oh them. that would be dope though I think that would be dope like <laughs> you know what I think that would be such a dope podcast like if we actually took resumes and like brought them here to but, like, this use studio the perfect to like like have to be college educated have to be like have to so be why why are you saying on these standards did you know do you know if she wants to college does she maybe i want i don't know i don't know, I don't know. But, that but, was like college <laughs> yeah it was like that fool was like college educated <laughs> has to have me. a beard has to like well like, i like beards like, like, hey, i like beards i like that because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she's a smart woman yeah she's, like, she's she's you heard all the dope stuff she's done like what is I just worked here, bro. I've known a lot of successful, woke people who are not college educated, not exactly. but yeah. you have to just be educated. Yeah, like, you've got to have, you have, you have, have a book. Yeah, you have substance. Right, okay. right, right, right. Not right. just come with, like, yeah, just some. Damn, everybody came at me. I just fucking work here. What the fuck? No, but you know what? To go back to that, I think that would be, like, such a dope episode honestly like just bring fools here <laughs> let me see your resume hey bring bring the fools here we'll do like a love connection shit you know what i'm saying they bring their resumes for real for real like the kind them. we interview them but you guys interview them you know what i'm saying i'll ask questions you know but then like i think it'll be dope because i think it's like it's very cognitive it's very like what are you about? Why are you trying to interview for this position? Right. We can ask those questions. You know that they have those questions like, you put you in a situation, what would you do? Like, all right. Yeah, a situation. See, what's your girl, right? You went down and chilling. So you go to the you club. You see a girl with a really fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> or do you stay away? I like, hey. tell me what you do. Okay, that's right? one situation. Next, <laughs> club. You would be like, okay, you're at a club. <laughs> that's problematic already. I know. Okay, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. You're with your girl. Yeah, at a club. At Walmart. A girl drops her purse and all the, her fucking coins everywhere. Fall everywhere. Everywhere. Do you help her or you just mind your own business? You kick the coins out of her hand. <laughs> My woman needs to walk by. <laughs> Get out of here with these coins. Be gone with you with your moneda. <laughs> Get that shit out of here. I ain't cheating. Just point it out. I, I, have, some good, I have some good scenarios. So do I. Yeah. And that's not one of them. One of them is... Uh, what's your credit score? Oh, <laughs> That's number shit. one. Okay. Debt. Yeah. Yeah, because if you got a credit score of like twenty five, you know, money's like, the number one reason people get divorces. You know what I'm saying? Not saying number two. Saying. Do you have a spreadsheet with your budget? Damn. Ooh. Okay. Excel. You got to be able to use Excel. Because <laughs> <laughs> the spreadsheet <laughs> Excel. Not unless you got a Mac. A Mac makes it easier right. for you. Excel. Excel. You better figure out that formula. Right, okay, what else? okay. Uh, what's the best uh, dish that you've made lately? Oh, that's Cooking nice. classes? Food, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was to die, could you survive on your own? Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or would you just right. be fucked? Huevos right, right, fritos right. does not count. Ramen okay. Huevos fritos, no. And then probably Yo, a conversation, like, you know, maybe give me a conversation about, like, 
my son and how are you going to be around my son? I mean, do you have kids? See, the thing is, like, if the other person has children, right? Because, you know, I'm at an age now, like, you know, I'm not, I'm, I mean, it, people are not, like, just single and not have kids, you yeah. know? So if you have kids, I'm looking at your kids to see how you've raised them. That's part of the interview right there, too, because you're going to look at my son and see how I've raised my son. And believe me, we're on point. We're good. You Gucci know, out. <laughs> Gucci out. OK, <laughs> member of the museum, oh, reading boom. and writing. Boom. Just okay? walks in like, hey, he wearing a bow tie every day. Bam. You know, he's swag clean. Out. He's swagged. He's swagged out. He knows how to speak. He uses words like acknowledge. Oh, OK. Yes. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I like acknowledge symbols. that I know you. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so if you got kids, that's part of it. I Boom. gotta look at your kids. Big words. That's right. Big, big words. Vocabularies. Words. I make up words sometimes. <laughs> so do I. It sound dope. Convictionary. Convictionary. <laughs> like, what the fuck does that mean? It sounds dope. That's what it means. Shut up. That- Okay, uh, <laughs> one more thing I wanted to ask was... Uh, All right, go ahead. I, I should have asked this from the beginning, but Shoot. we just went on. So, we've actually been talking for two and a half hours now. What? Uh, yeah. I've been hey. looking. I've been looking. I'm like, damn. It's about so, to be a two-party. Yeah, so... Um, like... Special edition. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, your art. Mm. That's something I should have asked from the get-go. But It's all good. What? And when did art come into play for you? Man, to be honest with you, that's been forever. That's been since I was a little girl. Um, And the reason that I started with art as a little girl is because I felt like this immense, like, rush to create things. And so I always created things. And what I mean by that is whatever I could find around, you know, outside or inside the house, I would make something. I used to design cars like flying cars i used to design clothes i used to just draw my ass off yo and um when i got older i started painting i started just kept on drawing kept you know sketchbooks and all that and i regret not keeping all of those sketchbooks you know from when i was a little girl well like i told you i left when i was early in, in, so your in, dad probably did the same thing he did with the quinceañera one, huh? What? Llévenselo. Llévenselo oh. todo. Me la robaron. <laughs> no quiero ver nada. Todo lo que... Yeah, it's very like Mexican song, you know? <laughs> que no quede, güey. Que no, que no. Like that shit like that, you know? Um, But yeah, I mean, I, I, I've always been creating. I've always been drawing. I've always been painting. And, and more so, <clears throat> I've been through a lot of shit in my life. Man, a lot a lot and um up to the point where I, I was getting to to be like well what what do I need to do to make me feel good you know and I, I just remember feeling like these rushes of being creative and during that rush there was like this cognitive piece of like you're doing something you're creating something you're making something and you're feeling good while you're doing it because you're expressing yourself and so I kept on doing that, and I started feeling better about things. I mean, to be honest with you, I have a really good peace of mind about a lot of things. I mean, I've seen a lot of things, like violent things. I've been through violence myself. I've been through, I've been through, like I said, lots of situations that have 
really put me uneasy about certain things and art keeps me focused so I started showing a couple years back just because my sister was like hey Diane you know there's gonna be a show so you weren't always showing nah man nah like I just kept it to myself and for seven years I just I didn't create at all actually for seven years I was in silence for seven years um and and once I passed those seven years I came back super strong like I had already like process some things that I had already thought about like in the future that I wanted to do and so some of that shit's not even out yet like it's so future it's not even out yet you know what I'm saying and so like in my mind I'm thinking about it but I'm just thinking about how I'm going to bring it out and if it's the right time and um so I'm always constantly thinking about creating and so up to recently like I said my sister told me hey there's gonna be like this chingona show you should be a part of it and I was like nah I don't know you know I don't want to do all that I just do it for me and she was like, just try, you know? And uh, that's all I really needed. Like, I submitted a proposal. I got accepted. And that, that, that first time that I showed was all about artwork with poetry involved. And, I mean, it just took off from there. And I was just constant after that. Like, twice a month I was showing somewhere or once a month I was showing somewhere. <clears throat> and I, I've gotten to a point now where, like, I'm super intentional, you know, or I'll get invited to to be a part of something, and if and if it falls on the right time and date, then I'll then I'll participate. But I've been super intentional, and and it's just been like the universe has been so good to me because like I'll be thinking about an idea. Like lately, <clears throat> I had this nopales collection where I had like individuals with. Nopales coming out and a lot of like. Es que traes el nopal en la frente. Right, es que traigo el nopal en la frente, yeah, right? Yeah. And so no, that's that what was, I thought of first. Of all, right. First, yeah. Well, that's you know what, what it is. Um, like, like a lot of people be like, oh, like I'm not Mexican, and then they say like, oh, traes el nopal en la frente with like, yeah, the cactus like right here in your forehead. <laughs> yeah. Right? But you say you're not Mexican, but yeah. like, like your face says otherwise. Like the way you look, the way, like says otherwise. <laughs> yeah. But that's like a real thing. Like, yeah. Like, we're really doing. It's like, a cruel world. But it's yeah. a cruel yeah. world. No, I've never heard it's of a, that, man. Yeah. So it's it 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 focused a lot on self hate. Okay. Yeah. Right. And so that collection, you know. I saw it as like these individuals, like one had one eye, mm-hmm. you know, como Cyclops, but he was just alone, you know, he was just observing and looking and, and watching, like, estaba despreciado, like no one loved him, you know, and then the other one was like the nopales and all this other stuff, and so like, from that came this opportunity, it was like, hey, do you want to make a sculpture out of this drawing, mm-hmm. and I was like, fuck yeah, like, like I want to do it, and like, then I went into sculpture, and then like, now it's kind of like people invite me to come out. Hey, do you want to speak? Yeah, sure. I want to speak about the process, about, you know, about what I go through. So I really just focus on the process. I focus on what I feel at the time, what I've thought about from the past, my feelings from the future and the present. And you adjust to that. And I adjust to that. You know, I collab. Like right now I'm collabing with somebody and, and she's phenomenal. So she sends me work all the way from Penn State. Mm. And, I, and I'm working on it. And then I'm going to send it to her. But, but it's, it's, about, it's about the feeling. You know, it's about what I feel at the time. And, like, as of late, it, it's been very political for me. It's been very, you know, about the nopales, about the self-hatred. It's been about, you know, identifying who we are as as a culture 
and, and what that means and staying true to it. It also, you know, I did a hashtag series, like, you know, hashtag lonely, hashtag misery, hashtag like really emphasizing on how the fuck we really hate ourselves so much. Yeah. And like we don't really invest in who we are as humans and take the time out to really invest in us. Um, and then and 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 listening to myself like, hey, if I want to focus on, on the female figure, I do. I know that it's very objectified. And I try to look at it from different angles. I see it more like a movement. Like women are moving and transcending different departments in this universe. And so I see it that way. Um, so, so it's more about the process and the feeling for me. It's not about advertising. It's not about selling. It's not about any of that. Like I'm just, just fucking in it, y'all. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty dope. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. From my perspective, I think, uh, I think everything you do pretty much has a meaning behind it. You're not mm-hmm. just doing anything just to like do it or just to keep, you know, like you said, uh, followers or just anybody looking. You every little thing you do has a purpose behind it, which I think is amazing. Well, thank you. And I do. I'm very purposeful. You know, and, and I and I have my whims. I'm not going to lie. You know, because some people are like, damn, you're, you're so like a hermit, you know, and, and you don't come out of your space. And it's because I protect my fucking magic and I protect my power to the 10th degree. I have a son to look after and I protect the fuck out of him because I think like I, that that's who I need to be as a mother. But at the same time, like, I protect my my love, my power. Like, I really do. Because I know what force it has. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not just going to be, like, throwing it out there and being fake about it. Like, I'm going to do it for real. Like, I'm really passionate about what I do, the artwork that I do. Yeah. So, it's it's purposeful. It's not, it's not like, hey, I'm posting this, blah, 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 like, or whatever, or I'm going to show this. No. I want, I want it to be as purposeful as possible because like i said the more authentic that you are the more true you stay with your light the better it will be it doesn't seem fake after that mm-hmm. uh one more question i have is uh sure. okay i met well, i keep saying i met you but i felt like i met you uh at the That's did, good. You, did, mm-hmm. did you orchestrate the event at the selena where the whole public library mm-hmm. thing and mm-hmm. they played the movie and you read a poem so I was invited. Uh, I was contacted by the public library, the Houston Public Library. They emailed me. Like I said, the universe is so fantastic to me. Like I just, I'm just kind of like so blessed. Um, so I. Damn, they having a good time. In yeah, I was like, wait, they having a good time next door? What? Shout out to the church. Like, shout out to the people in the restroom who heard about my uh, Houston Public Library story. <laughs> they were like, Houston Public Library. <laughs> It's like Birdman 2000, you know. <laughs> what happened to that boy? <laughs> he owes a shitload of people money. That's a fucking ah, you better put some respect on that. I know, put some respect on hey, that. Did, did you hear you? The tree of them. He owes Tiger 10 million. For what? And 50. <laughs> no, and, and uh, Lil oh Wayne, God, he owes him 50 mil. For what? What? Huh? How? Uh, what, he borrows some money? He lost a game? Bedrock went big as a... As, uh, <laughs> 
That's Maybe so fucking funny. Yo, Tiger Money, what the fuck? That is a weird word. No, sorry, sorry, but anyway, yeah. no you don't have to apologize. So the Houston Public Library contacted me. I got an email. She was like, hey, we saw your poem in the Houston Press and that you had shown your artwork at the East End Studio Gallery. So a little bit about that. There was a Selena exhibition at Easton Studio Gallery and everybody submitted artwork but what I did and there's no but what I did was <clears throat> I had worked on a poem about Selena and I had done like several like sketch you know like drafts mm -hmm. from yeah. it so I framed the drafts and the final as artwork for real like I actually presented mm -hmm. the process of poetry making as artwork mm -hmm. at the Selena exhibition. And so Houston Press came out and they were interviewing a few folks and I got interviewed and then that poem got published through the Houston Press. So that's how the Houston Public Library found me. So she was like, hey, we're gonna have this screening of the Selena movie. Would you like to come out and say your poem? And I was like, uh, yeah, I would love to. Mm -hmm. How'd you find me? <laughs> I'm like a hermit crab. How'd you like, find so, me? Uh, how'd you do this? Yeah, how'd yeah. you do this? And then she was like, well, you know, I work for the library. That's what we do. We research people. I was like, all right, fair enough. Yeah, it makes sense. So I didn't orchestrate it. I just participated in it. And uh, it was a phenomenal experience. I got to, you know, say the poem and stay for the screening. And I mean, I think it's a wonderful thing, you know, like, honestly, Selena meant a lot for me growing up, you know. Um, as I was growing up, I listened to her. I listened to Tejano music. Selena was a very big influence for me. Um, and so was Tejano music. Tejano music for me is very healing and healing to my community as well. And even though my parents were from Mexico, like at that time we had Kakukuka. Mm. Man, my brother, well, both of our brothers worked for Kakukuka. Shut up! Yeah. Who? Ken? Uh, what? Can you say them? No? Uh, David Marito? Yeah, David Romano and Marlon. Uh, they were David. DJs? No, they Get were on. they were more like the tech dudes, like going what? out there and doing. Yeah. I can't they, they believe this. Events, yeah, I just heard. They've been I would in. just hear stories. They Man. had stories for days. Man, that it was just like such a great time. I mean, David Lee Garza, Paloma Sinidal, like it's everything, mm -hmm. everything. Jay Perez. Jay Perez is, is I mean, amazing. Dope. Yeah, it's dope. He's amazing vocalist. Of course. You know what I'm saying? And uh, but when I mean Selena for me was just it it, it was beyond. So because, I need to ask yeah. this because Go I, ahead. I mean it's the it, it's the like I said have uh -huh. to embrace the whole thing. You're the first woman on the podcast. Yes. But um, you're also um, a big well, fan of Selena. Yeah, I'm frowning at him for uh, what do you say? I'm frowning at you when every time you say that. I'm like, Why you keep saying that? Yeah, like he, he, he keeps, he keeps saying like, like, like he, let me say, let me clear it I up. Like oh yeah, we, my cousin Kevin was my cousin. So never had a whole yeah, my cousin Kevin was like always the big one. Like, dude, we we need to get a girl. We need to get a girl. And I was like, I know, I know, I know. But I just never felt like completely put my focus on it. So Kevin, you were right, and now we have it. It was just badass experience. Woo! I love you for it. <laughs> Kevin, 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 Kevin. No, that's it. 
But you were talking about Selena and all that stuff. Yeah. And what she meant to you. I wanted to ask, because my fiance is like a huge fan of Selena. Yeah. So I wanted to ask actually both of y'all. Mm-hmm. Why does Selena mean so much to y'all from both perspectives? This is like the ending chapters of the episode. So that's what okay. I'm going to ask. Do you want to go? It, it just brings me back to my childhood growing up. You know, my aunt actually introduced me to her. So then as I got older, you know, I started knowing more about her. And it was just not only her music, but as a woman. Like, her as a female, she was a go-getter. And Maybe having a voice at the time when maybe women weren't supposed to have a voice. Basically, she just went out and got it. Is it that? Well, it was, you know, she opened up her boutique. Mm-hmm. She was her boss. You know, she did... As a woman, you know, I admire that. Yeah, yeah I look yeah. up to that. So that just got me stuck. Obsesso expresso. Yeah, no, 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 no. She's obsessed with it. Dude, I've been to the makeup release. I remember you told me you're like. I've been to the. I've been to the floor thing twice or once, and then I've been to Corpus. I don't even know like five times already. So do do you like hate the name Yolanda? Like you just wait, 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 wait. We have a story. Oh my gosh. Wait, 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 no, she hates she that fucking actor. She can never see her, she can never see her novellas no more because she was like, fuck that bitch. But anyway, look, let me tell y'all a story. Let me tell y'all a funny story. Let me tell y'all a funny story. Oh my story. gosh, I love it. So we went, we went to, uh, I think it was the first time we went out to Fiesta de la Flor, right? Yeah, Fiesta de la Flor, we went with like a whole bunch of friends and stuff like that. And then uh, Teresa was like, I want to go to her, uh, her gravesite. And we went, whatever, it was packed like a motherfucker. So... Uh, we were there with a, a, a friend who was like, the, it's, it's the guy and then it's the girl, but we're best friends. Like, literally, that's the friend we like. So, or whatever. Okay. So, anyway, we're there. We all get there. And then we get off. So, it's packed as fuck. Anyways, we get off. She gets off. And all I hear her say is, Yolanda! Yolanda! Oh, my gosh! Yolanda! <laughs> <laughs> and it's packed as fuck. Her, the girl's friend is Yolanda. Oh, my goodness, oh. that's funny. Though. But wait, everybody at the graveyard is like, who? The audacity of this woman. <laughs> Everybody's like, and then all I see my friend is just get red, like red. And I'm like, girl, what the fuck is your problem? Teresa's like, girl, girl. <laughs> And then I, uh, she called it something different, like yo-yo or, you know. And then later on, later on, we found out that the friend told her, like, girl, don't be calling me that in front of here, girl, what you talking about? We didn't know that, though. To me, it was just like, damn. Oh, my God. Yeah, she was just like, damn, that's her name, though. Like, I was just calling her name. But yeah, like, what what am I going to call her? Hey. Yo-yo. Yo-yo. But later on, I found out that even her friend was like, girl, don't be calling me that around here. Call me something else. You call me Jesse. Okay. You call me Stacy. But that was hilarious. That's funny. Okay. So I don't know how to follow that story, but here we go. Um, Selena. Whoo, man. Hold up. All right. So the first time that I got introduced to Selena was through Gakukuka. Okay. 
and I remember hearing her sing. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, I processed the song mm-hmm. a little bit. But when I heard her voice, there was something so real, original, and authentic about it. And then I was like, man, I'm, I'm hooked. I'm hooked just from listening to her. And then I knew it was real when I recorded her voice, her song. So I would listen to Kakukuka. I would have my cassette player in ready the radio, to ready to go. Okay. Mm, I would, you know what I'm saying? The record and the, and and the play I had, at the same time. Yes. I had the record and yeah. play at the same time. And I was like, okay, I know the countdown is coming. <laughs> did you DJ though? Like, no. did you ever DJ? You're like, hey, this is DJ so and so. You know what no, I'm saying? No, I didn't. DJ but... <laughs> and I'm about to bring you some dope ass shit. This is going to be my girl, Selena. I love you, you know? And then you, I love you, Selena. Pop it right in there. <laughs> Hit the two buttons. Pop. I used to, like, name my mixtapes. Yeah. So I would do a little DJ, but I didn't call myself a DJ. I would just be like, this is mixtape, you know, so-and-so. And, And, like, I would name it, like, a funny name. Yeah. And that was my mixtape. That's how I knew. So I would, like, wait for the countdown, and, like, I would try to seamlessly, you know, transition one the last song I had recorded to this song, you know, with just the right amount of, like, space to breathe. Yeah. And then as soon as I knew that she was going to come on, it's like, and I was like, okay, yeah, and let it go. And then, and then, you know, as soon as I would like, I, I came to a point where I memorized her songs and like, I knew when to like, stop it, you know, or and then, and do like that. So I knew it was official love when I had her on my mixtape, on my Tejano mixtape. And then came the rodeo. Okay. Remember. Well, I didn't big. have cable. I only had the radio mm-hmm. and I had my mix, you know, my, my cassettes. I know for the kids out there, cassettes are these plastic mm-hmm. things that Tell used em. to hold music in them. Tell them. <laughs> Get them. Tell them. Side A, side, side B. B. And if you ran out on side A, you would try to hurry up. And try to flip it. it to, but then there was like a little it. break, yeah, you know, exactly. but you try to. So I. Exactly. So the rodeo existed and it happened and it was very real and I went to go see her at the rodeo. Oh, oh you dope. did? That's yes. Dope. What year was that? Uh, ninety four. Yeah. It was ninety four. Ninety four. It had to be ninety four, because I was not keen said then. Mm. It had to be ninety four. Ninety four. Ninety four. Ninety four. Ninety five. Because that picture's non five right That's there. My keen says five five. Right. Nine five. There it is. Exhibit A. Exhibit A, <laughs> cut, help, kissing it out, cut eyebrow. Yet. Nine five. <laughs> right. When did she pass? Ninety four. Was it ninety four? Ninety six? Teresa? No, you're right. It was even before Biggie and Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I go to the rodeo, man, and like they give us these posters when you're coming in. They gave me a poster with her picture on it. And like Los Dinos. Mm-hmm. So, like, they had like the Dinos going on. Mm-hmm. 95. 1995. Okay. 95. That 95. So, so, it was like the, the Dinos and her, and she had her hat on, and she had her bustier on, and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, this is going up um, in my room for sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I saw her perform live. 
It was the most amazing performance I had ever seen in my entire life. It was the first concert I had physically gone to. And her range and her tone and her timing and her smiling and her dancing, it was everything. It was all it, it was all in one. Like she would carry notes. Like I wish somebody right now would do something some of the shit that she would do like she would be like spinning on stage she would stop and she'd be like come on life love <laughs> <laughs> i think she would start crying right now like <laughs> like ever, oh, and then she'd come back to the mic <laughs> and I was like holy shit like I'm losing my mind right and there's like 20 seconds later <laughs> and she would like back up again yo and then she would like do a couple more twists yeah like but you heard the breath yo she would like breathe into the mic Mediste tu. Like I'm like, like and I'm like ho, like like the suspense. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And then like the like it would go in, you know what I'm saying? And then she would be like start dancing and everything. And then like she kept you engaged. She was a performer. You know, she kept you engaged and she was dancing up there. But more, more than anything else, I just remember her tone. I remember her voice. She had such a strong voice. And, like, towards the end, like, if you see her last concert um, with the purple suit, I think that that exemplifies who the fuck she was. Because the way that she sang in that last concert was, like, I don't know. Do y'all have the DVD? Do you have the, the last concert DVD? You don't have that? No, but we've seen it. Okay. So you, you, are you Okay, no. so I have So I have the DVD, right? And I still can 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 visualize it, but in Excuse me, in person it was a whole other thing because at that point her voice had matured so much. You know, and I and I know that I sound like a real nut and like about voice. Oh, trust me, you don't sound like a nut. <laughs> but you know, I appreciated her style, and I appreciated her being an entrepreneur, and I appreciated her being a designer, and I appreciated all of those things. But really, her power laid it 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 lay for me in her ability to sing, because that's how I got introduced to her by radio. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there was nothing else for me. It it's it just kind of it's just so old school response for me to say that. Because there were no visuals before that, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I didn't have, I didn't have a computer to go Google her and be like, I can't Selena and like get a YouTube video on her. It was like I knew Selena from her voice and I knew Selena from her music. So when I got to see her in person, I automatically, I was engaged. I was in love. I was like, I, I don't care what, I don't care if she wears an elephant suit. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if she could do anything. I mean, she's phenomenal. And she was. And, and at that last concert, you can really hear in her voice like when she's like really breathing into the microphone and she's really huffing it out. You know, and she carries. She carries a lot of weight. So, I mean, for me, that that's it. it it's the original. It's the, it's the radio star. I can't. And I always, um, always talk to them about that. I remember still being in El Paso when she passed away. 
and like the radio station just wouldn't stop playing there. Yeah. Like, Yo, like Selena songs over. I think for like two years straight, I felt like I just heard. <laughs> all I heard was, <laughs> I will fall in love. Yeah. And I'm just like, damn, yeah. man. Like, like people really like mourned her. And the I guess one of the I guess a comparison I always made with her, at least as far as the black community, but I I still feel like hers is a bigger skill was like Aaliyah. Yes, you know, in yeah. a sense where you're just like a very young, and they yes. both you're just young. like yeah, you just you're right on that peak, man. Like if she mm-hmm. was like just crossing over mainstream, you mm-hmm. know, like you said, she had Como La Florida. I still think yeah. it's very, even though I, I found out I was obviously a song about a flower and very mm-hmm. quote unquote simple singing. Mm-hmm. I still really like that song. It's something really pretty about it, you know. And I would hear it as a very, it's a very pretty song. But then, you know, they talk about how like she was. Right on that cusp. She was. She was just about to just to break and then just to die so tragically. And with her, in comparison with Leah, is a little different. Obviously, the plane going mm-hmm. down, that's mm-hmm. still tragic, obviously. But just her being killed. Killed. You know, like, almost it's just like unnecessarily tragic. And that uh, feels like that kind of put into this bigger legacy. But, but doesn't it go into that, into the same narrative? Like, for Mexican-Americans, we were just kind of like, tragic yeah but there was something so critical about like paying attention to the fact that violence like that even when you have people that you consider familia exists and that's it it, and like you look at south texas and it's like this small town community corpus Mm -hmm. you know harlingen uh kingsville like all, all these small towns you know and, and we have to we have to put it in like damn well damn you know we're we're killing each other mm-hmm. yeah. over some stuff like this yeah you know and so yes Aaliyah was tragic but for us like we had to process it like it's familia killing familia yeah it's your own killing it, it, it own seemed basically. unnecessary where uh, Aaliyah's yeah. was like very tragic because yeah. it just seemed out of nowhere yeah it almost felt like with Selena that's something that could have not happen no right? you know that seems yeah. so unnecessary where it's just like man it just made people's mind hell? jump into another place because yeah. it was like man it's it's the own killer no no so it's like yeah mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. and, and in that sense you're you know she's not killing her because he's brown right she's just killing her out of money jealousy money mm-hmm. money investment you know, and, uh, a business business mm-hmm. issues and stuff so you're right it, it, that tragedy you know, at least for me and i mean no disrespect i feel like that adds on to her legacy because Absolutely. it was just so such a tragic way to end and, and like i said just the fact that and when it happened because like i said she was just right there man mm-hmm. like she was ready to break break out and you know now you, know, you just think about like hey what if like what could have happened how big would she have been you know and and, and that's really the saddest part of all but like Super i said big. very beautiful voice good looking you know yeah. as a dude you know i yeah. was a little kid i was like like damn, she kind of bad, you know. What yeah, I'm saying? she was, so. she was, and it's funny because when she came out with that album cover, and even before the album cover for her crossover album, I remember seeing the pictures, and I was like, "Is she wearing a nude lip? <laughs> Is she not wearing lipstick right now?" Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you 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 know, we've idolized women with like red lipstick and like pink lipstick, mm-hmm. more, mostly red lipstick. And when she came out with that nude lip, and I have to emphasize this, like, we were shocked. Like, as as young girls, we were like, she's not wearing mm. lipstick. And we're like, no, she is. She's wearing a nude lipstick. And when she blew out her hair, 
for that for the for the promo pictures for the breakout album we were just kind of like who the fuck is selena like why did she do this mm-hmm. like she just totally went nude lip she blew out her hair she had a whole like it didn't look like the selena from past like she had transformed herself and then like now that's the style now she yeah. was a trendsetter from, from the get go yeah. she the she was way ahead of the game you know she was mixing rap and tejano and r&b and tejano and and music styles and and like that was for me just incredible man mm-hmm. like incredible but live there is nothing like nothing no one can can stand against what selena was live i mean her smile was authentic her music was authentic and you know it came from a true place one more question and this uh-huh. my final question is uh do you think people are <laughs> praised more when they're dead or they're alive she's one of the examples i think that's relative yo but to be honest with you i think that sometimes i don't know man because it's relative i mean i can see some big names right now that are being praised really big Lincoln park i just think about that what yeah with chester yeah. bennington killing himself and it, i didn't realize this but apparently like people hating on Linkin Park became kind of a thing, so they were like, oh, well, fuck Linkin Park. Mm-hmm. And now that he passed away, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, man, generational voice. Yeah. Oh, man. But it, this. it's because oh, a lot man, of people hated on it because it was like everybody else hated on it. So yeah, it was it's, like... It's a dick-riding effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, but I remember like... Yeah, exactly I remember like... Is, yeah. I remember like loving Linkin Park because my brother showed me to it, but I was like, I've always been a fan. You get what I mean? But yeah. I always knew people would just hated it because it wasn't like full on rock or whatever it's, it's the cool the cool thing to hate on right yeah. like it's cool to hate on this so people just jump well, that bad way it seemed like but, but they did shit was, different man so they they did shit differently and i think like I, i've said this before people are gonna hate on things that they don't understand all the time and um some people unfortunately get get recognized after their passing you know and like i i've been told that before too it's kind of like oh well you know you're going to leave something behind and then someone's going to recognize it. And I'm just kind of like, am I living to die? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's a valid question. You know, am am I creating to die? And, um, man, I would hope that somebody, you know, somebody would take it upon themselves. Like when I pass to carry on some of the stuff that, that I have, you know, because just because it's been shown at a gallery or whatever, doesn't mean that that's the only stuff that i have yeah i think that when you come over to my crib it's like holy shit you got that much work you know and and i mean i can only speak for myself i would hope that someone would would really do that you know for me and and for my son but i think like yeah i think when people pass on that's the only way that we you know and i'm looking at your wall right now of people that that are Mm -hmm. on here but like you do get immortalized a little bit because the people who really truly understand the complexity of who you are as a creator as an artist as a person will really take the time to collect and archive or to collect and celebrate you you know and then other people will later on I mean we don't die I, I see it this way you don't die if someone keeps talking about you mm-hmm. you know that's why I always I always I always speak about my grandmother she, she's not dead. She's with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to allow that. But when I die, 
if someone else doesn't talk about her, she's dead. She's died. She died with me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like we we have to keep talking about people and their greatness in the living and then and the deceased. I agree with you. Is that fair enough? Fair enough for me. Mm. Good. Um, I want to thank you. Honestly, uh-huh. um, we went for three hours. Yeah. Yo. And <laughs> I must say, I truly enjoyed it. It was three hours that I didn't feel go. Yeah, yeah. Um, shit. Like, I don't think we've done that in a long time. It's been a grip. It's been a grip, man, since he's done a, a three-hour one. But it felt good, like you said, because it just felt like you keep talking and stuff, but then you kind of look at the time and like, damn, my bad. Like, maybe we should end this, but it was... <laughs> no, but she told me from the get-go. Yeah, but it was good conversation. Yeah, but she told me from the get-go. She was like, hey, I don't have nothing after this. Like, we, could, we can make it, you know, whatever it yeah. is. But... For me, this is enough content. We have enough. And, of course, I know that this is not going to be the last time we have you on. We have that resume review. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, for real. I mean, we could keep going, but we're going to have to do another beer run before we go again. So, (laughs) before we do all that and all that, so we just might as well make another one with the resumes. Yeah. So Get your resumes up. That's so (laughs) hilarious and so a joke, y'all. Please don't be sending no resumes to Bentley. What's your email? People are going to start sending me resumes and shit. I know. People are going to start fucking sending me resumes. Hey, this is the resume you spoke about. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Dear Bentley. That's a cover letter and everything. So I just want to just present my case. No, you really do have to say amen because somebody will believe it. I wish you would. I wish you would. That would be so awesome. There'll be some dudes like, yo, but for real though, like I got that resume just in case y'all went. (laughs) I mean, have you seen her hips and thighs (laughs) on the the profile picture? Hey, yo, put me in, coach. (laughs) Hashtag put me in, coach. coach. Hashtag indigenous healing. (laughs) (laughs) I would really like to thank you though. Well, thank you. Um, In many ways, you inspired me in a lot of ways right now. Um, being Latino, you inspired me in wanting to keep this journey. Yes. When alive, actually, keep, keep it, it going. Keep yes. doing. Keep going, even when times get hard. Keep mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. Um, you gave me that motivation to keep going, Good. and not just that. You show your empowerment for women, and I really appreciate that. Not just thank for you. women I know, but just women out there. So well, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, we really appreciate it. And thank you for being episode 51 of Boys in the Barrio. Yeah. And like I said, you will be here again. Thank you. And I appreciate it. I just wanted to give you the moment to say what you would like to say and give your plugs wherever you're at. People can find you and stuff like that. So go for it. Man, you can find me on Earth. <laughs> yes. You know Earth. what I'm saying? Earth. Earth.com. <laughs> Earth.com. How, how do I search that? <laughs> nah, man. I mean, just, I'm just super thankful the universe is really good to me. And, and like I always say, like, spread love, yo. Like, spread love. Don't, don't be unaccessible to that. And, I mean, that's the whole reason why I came here because I really feel the energy with you guys and the past podcast that I've listened to. It's genuine and it's authentic. And, you know, we got to look back at, at, where our fire comes from wherever your fire comes from always go back to that fire give it oxygen you know what i'm saying and so like me being here this gave me 
hella oxygen to come here and just talk and and have this natural conversation over some brews and mics um because i know the power of narratives and i know the power of of of, of empowerment and um but yeah i mean you know people can follow me on instagram uh diane.theory and you know you can check out my my insta stories with with my frijoles of the week and uh she gets down in the kitchen. I just want to say that for real, Sounds for real. Good, that, and you know, and and you know, hit me up. I'm I'm around. I'm a hermit though, but I'm around. I got <laughs> like I said, I gotta protect my magic and power. So, uh, and I gotta you know do my little herbs and indigenous healing at home mm. with stuff and 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 love on my people. And uh, but I appreciate it, man. I, I I had such a good time with everybody here in the room. Everybody brought in their Thank perspectives. You. And I want to come back for sure. So, gracias y todo eso. Thank you again. And we really appreciate it. Um, One more thing. Uh, I just have one more thing I want to say is thank you. Because when you wrote me about you listening to the episodes, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, shit, that is badass. You get what I mean? Because we give out some different type of humor on some, some type of things. And we were talking about this earlier. She was like, man, like, y'all were saying some shit that, you get what I'm saying? Like, I relate to. <laughs> yeah. So, and she said she was, like, we had her, like, rolling, laughing. You get yeah. what I mean? So, oh, no, no, to no. me, that was amazing. And thank you for listening to us. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you were a part of it. So. I'm a, I'm a, I'm glad I'm a part of it. Yeah, so, no, no, no. to everybody listening, thank y'all. Peace out. Yes. And us. y'all stay fucking Loyal to Boys in the Barrio. We'll be bringing y'all them resumes real soon. Hey, <laughs> peace and light. Resumes. Peace and light and resumes. Right? Peace out. Deuce. Bye. I say deuce. Like if people are watching. <laughs> <laughs> I, got it, I, got I got my two fingers up. <laughs>